America's democracy hangs in the balance. While you're tuned into politics, Greer McVay, host of the Capital G podcast, will help you make sense of the news of the day and more importantly, understand how what goes on in our nation's capital is important to you and your family. Greer shares insights and opinions in the lead up to the election, and then will help guide you through the anticipated aftermath and into the next administration. That's politics with a capital G. Hi, this is Greer. Welcome to the Capital G Podcast. There's so much going on. As a matter of fact, there's so much going on that I'm not really keeping up with it. It isn't that I'm not trying to keep up with it. It's that literally there's so much going on that I can't even keep up with it. So what we're going to do right now is I'm going to give you a little bit of um, what I'm working on. And I'm going to bring it to you in the next episode. But I'm going to give you a little bit of homework, a little bit of background, a little bit of homework. Hopefully you'll go along with me. But I think something sort of big is, is percolating. So we're going to get to that. By the way, this is Greer McVeigh. I'm your host of the Capital G Podcast. Welcome. I'm so excited and I'm so over the top about what is what it what appears to be going on that I want to make sure that I um, reach out to you because I know you guys are listening and stuff is happening. It's like, wait, what did, what, what did I miss? What is that? So I just wanted to, to get in here for a few minutes. Today's episode really is a cup of coffee. It might even be a, a half a cupper instead of a two or three cupper, like some of my, some of my uh, podcasts. So, um, but thank you for, for joining me. And um, let's see, I didn't really come prepared today with, with big numbers. So I think my, my big number for the day is going to be huh, one. Maybe it'll be a hundred. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a hundred. I got two big numbers. I do have two big numbers. One of them is 100. And 100 is the number of senators in the United States Senate. And the Senate right now is in the hot seat. All eyes are on them because we're in the midst of the uh, Supreme Court hearing for Judge Amy Coney Barrett. And that would be the other number, which is one, because there's one person who has been put forth as the candidate to fill the seat of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I'm not convinced that this whole charade won't fall apart. So I just want to talk a little bit about that. And I'm going to back up just a bit because a couple of, well, a few weeks ago, I wrote maybe two or three weeks ago, I wrote an essay, which is crazy since I'm not in school. It's like, who writes essays when you don't have to? I think if I told my son that I wrote an essay that no one made me write, he would like faint since he's in college having to write essays. But anyway, I wrote an essay about this, about the selection of a Supreme Court justice 
And basically what I said was that the Democrats, not so much that the Democrats should just let the Republicans put any old body they want on the Supreme Court. I thought there was folly, and I still think there's folly, and them having this whole, um, all the brouhaha about, well, Mitch McConnell said when it was, when Obama had his Supreme Court pick and, and, and nominated uh, Merrick Garland and then, you know, and he didn't even get a hearing and, and then, you know, it, nobody got to, no one had a chance to even talk to him and they didn't even, the Republicans didn't even welcome him and have conversations and wah, wah, wah. And here we are four years later and we're in the same situation because of course the Republicans said you should never, you know, we would never have a, 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 a vote for a Supreme Court justice in an election year. And it was like, that's not a thing. That is like not even a thing. No one's ever done that. that that's just not a thing. There are some times that because it was not enough time in an election year or because it, someone might have thought it was in poor taste, but there was no hard and fast rule. Anyway, Mitch McConnell sort of said, oh, no, we would never do that with 100, whatever, 11 months remaining, 300 days before the election. He didn't give Obama a pick. And then, of course, here we are. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may she rest in peace, passed away with. I don't remember now, 45 days or something like that. It normally takes about 70 days to properly vet somebody and get them through the process. And Mitch McConnell's like, oh, no, 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 we, we got this. We, it's going to happen. So Democrats, you know, collectively melted down. And that's not what he said. And that's not fair. And, it, and my position was really, from a political standpoint, it just really made Democrats seem whiny and weak. And it's like, get a better argument, challenge her on the merits. But at the end of the day, the Republicans have the numbers of people to put anybody on any court they want. And they have been doing it. Mitch McConnell withheld or held back, I should say, uh, a couple hundred seats just across the board, across the country in various courts on all levels, all levels of the court. And then we, we uh, and then he gets here and it's like, oh, we got a Supreme Court seat open, we're gonna fill it. And the reason that they're gonna fill it is what I'm investigating, what I'm really trying to understand. But my, my, my feeling is, yes, if you can expose Comey Barrett, Coney Barrett as, whatever she is, whatever it is that they feel that she is, which I think they've done a relatively good job of, of, of sharing her record with the American people. So the people understand what is at stake. Um, I thought it was gonna backfire and it looks like it might be backfiring. So it's like, yeah, you can't stop the Republicans. They only need 51 votes to get her. And I think we have 53 Republicans. Uh, so it's sort of a done deal, but it's not really a done deal. But what they could do is use the opportunity of the, of the hearings, not only to expose Amy Coney Barrett, but to expose the hypocrisy of Republicans and to talk about whatever other issues, the things that are on the table, the things that if they 
do put Comey Barrett, Coney, I keep calling her Comey, like James Comey, but Coney, like Coney Island. If they put Amy Coney Barrett on the bench, on the Supreme Court, and then she overturns, you know, is a deciding vote in overturning Roe v. Wade, or is a deciding vote in overturning uh, Obamacare, or if she's a deciding vote in whatever uh, court battle we are anticipating in de determining who the president will be, because it, it's been made clear by Trump and his team that they are going to challenge. And we talked a little, a little about that in the last episode. So having her as a deciding vote would be not a good thing for people who voted, you know, who would vote, are voting or would vote against Trump. So Democrats had, have an opportunity as these hearings are, are unfolding now. They started uh, earlier this week on, what is today? The, the, they started on Tuesday, I guess, or Monday. Um, Monday, they did opening arguments and Tuesday they did, uh, there was some testimony and, to, and Wednesday there's testimony. You're listening to this on Thursday. So we're days into this now. The Democrats have done a, a really good job of getting some information out. What I want, and again, because I have a day job, I don't get to spend all of my time, all of it um, immersed in politics. So what I wanna do is more research um, on, a, on a couple of things. And I'm gonna tell you what I'm researching and I hope that you will look at this, find this, read this. And when we reconnect, we can talk about it. Uh, primarily, Senator Whitehouse, Sheldon Whitehouse, his testimony or his questioning and his presentation is uh, it's it is not to be missed. He explains, frankly, he explains a lot about what we've all been wondering, what we've all wanted to know, what we, what, we, what we all just sort of don't get, which is why are they in such a hurry? You know, why do they wanna get this woman on the bench? Why are they in such a hurry? Where does she come from? Where do they keep pulling these people? Why are they nominating insane people that don't even, uh, you know, that, that are rated not qualified by the Bar Association? Why do those people, why do they keep, why would Trump and Mitch McConnell jam these people through the courts on all levels across the country in each region and every jurisdiction? Why are they doing it? What's in it for them? Why are they doing it? Where's the money coming from? Who's funding it? Well, his Sheldon Whitehouse's presentation was all about that. Additionally, there's a story in uh, the Washington Post today uh, well, yesterday, <laughs> since I recorded this a day early. But the article is called A Conservative Activist's Behind the Scenes Campaign to Remake the Nation's Courts. I've not had a chance to read it, so I don't want to talk about it until I've had a chance to read it. But I hope you will read it. I will be reading it 
this evening, a conservative activist behind the scenes campaign to remake the nation's courts in the Washington Post on Wednesday, October 14th. What I'm understanding is that there, it's an expose on the dark money, it means money that they don't know where it came from, that gets funneled into these, uh, basically they're calling it a scheme, but you have a scheme that is funded, that the intent is to get a bunch of people onto the courts to do the bidding of the, whoever the funders are, to do their bidding and to basically create laws, create, uh, uh, laws is not the word that I wanna use, um, to have findings in court cases that are favorable to those people who are the ones funding. The reason that the Supreme Court would be important in that equation is as all of these cases that go through, wind their way through courts, the lower courts, they lose or they get appealed or they go to courts of appeal or whatever, but they wind their way up. And the point is to get them through the lower courts as soon as possible to get them up to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court can set precedent. They can make changes to the law. They're not supposed to, but that's what they call activist judges and and you know that make laws from the bench that, that change the meaning of something. And the next thing you know, it's like we've got new laws, right? So as an example, let me think of an example. Um, I don't wanna use abortion. Uh, the, uh, what, was, what was the case um, a few years ago? The one with the, um, I'll, I'll use abortion because that's just, it's just simple and it's sort of top of mind because that's a lot of what we're talking to Comey Barrett about. Um, you know, you get a case, somebody tries to, I don't want to do abortion. I'm going to change my mind. Let's do the, the, the cake. So we had the company a few years ago that didn't want to bake a cake for the gay couple's wedding. And the law says that you can't discriminate. You can't discriminate against a customer based on their age, race, sexual orientation, religion, so on and so forth. And they were like, but it's against our religion and we shouldn't have to. So then you, you wind through the courts and you lose and then they appeal and they, you know, and they work their way up, they get to the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court says, well, if they had a stated policy or whatever, whatever it is, but they effectively change the law. The law says that you can't discriminate against based on blah, blah, blah. But then you look up and it's like, oh, well, because of this, well, that's changing the intent of the law. So that's how they do it. And again, we'll talk more about this in, a, in a, the next time we meet. So um, what I wanna do is just really dissect what's going on and this Amy Coney Barrett nomination in, in particular. Now, when I say the whole thing may completely fall apart. I mean, I think this is a, you're turning out to be 
a Democratic uh, October surprise. The, if, if after all this time, they can unpeel the layers of the onion and expose something that is a effectively a conspiracy, paying off judges, paying off Congress, paying off senators, paying off people over in a systematic way over decades. We're talking like a 30 year slog here. But if they could do that, that obviously is a, is a, is a scandal. But if they can unveil, un reveal that and do it at a time and in a way that everybody can, it, can understand it, that the, the, you know, even people who aren't really paying attention are like, you know, that doesn't sound right. Or why are they here? Then that not only does it serve to shake up the election, but it may also serve to get a handful of people who are involved, you know, Lindsey Graham, who's the chair of this committee. Um, we've already had two or three people, Lisa Murkowski and of Alaska and Susan Collins of Maine to say that they are not gonna participate in this. Maybe they knew and they're like, I don't want any parts of it. Or maybe they didn't and they were just doing it because they genuinely had a feeling about um, the inappropriateness of having, of nominating Amy Coney Barrett in the first place. It's like, well, you know, Mitch McConnell did say four years ago that we wouldn't do it in, a, in an election year and now we're doing it and I don't feel right and that's wrong. And so that could be the reason or maybe there's some other reason Susan Collins, nobody ever believes her because she always says, oh, I, I don't feel good. I don't like it. It's not bad. I, I'm going to write and then she, I'm going to write a very stern letter. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the president what I think about him and I'm not. And it's blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, she votes right along with him. So, you know, who knows, who knows what her thing is. But if a handful of two, three, four, five people don't vote for her, then they don't vote for her. And they're really, I mean, they may try to cram somebody through in the lame duck session, but obviously it would be harder, right? And the other reason why it's important for Democrats to be talking about what's going on or revealing or questioning Barrett and exposing whatever it is that they know is that it helps people as people are going into the ballot boxes to say, you know, I'm not voting for Lindsey Graham or I'm not voting for Mitch McConnell or I'm not voting for whomever. Or maybe you're like, I'm not voting for Sheldon Whitehouse. I, you know, I don't, I don't know why that would be, but who knows? So this information is important. So if you have not been paying attention to the, uh, at least to the, to the reporting on the hearings, I'd suggest over the next day or two that you at least get sort of caught up. You read this article that I'm talking about and find on YouTube. Uh, maybe I'll post a link on capitalg.com podcast or capitalgpodcast.com. I will. I'll post all of this on Capital G. Uh, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'll post this so you guys can easily find it. Um, but I'm sure Sheldon Whitehouse's presentation is on YouTube or something by now. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. I do wanna say a couple of other things and these are gonna be really short. Melania Trump today announced that both she 
and Barron, she's getting better. She had coronavirus when the president contracted coronavirus, so did she. Barron, their son, their teenage son, so I'm not gonna talk about him other than that she publicly stated that he was, um, had tested negative, but then he tested positive. So he in fact was, according to her, infected. So all three of them got coronavirus. And then all three of them are now healed. And none of the three of them are testing positive. And this is all like in 10 days. This with three people, one who's young and healthy kid, one who's, you know, 50. I think Melania turned 50 this year. And it's, you know, appears to be relatively healthy. You know, her, her parts, I guess, are still under warranty. And then the president, who's a 74 year old, uh, you know, obese, unhealthy, you know, whatever he is. So, but all three of them got it and all three of them are healed and all three of them are fine and all three of them are back out in the world around people. So, I, again, I, and I've said, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're not being truthful. And yes, they're getting the best care and they're getting medications and things that other people don't get. Well, Melania did say she didn't even take medications. She did a healthy diet and exercise and drank water or something and she's better. Trump got massive doses of all the drugs that they have and he's better. I don't know what Barron got, but he's better. So I still call bullshit. Um, but you know, that is, it is what it is. So there's that. Um, and the other thing that I think was supposed to be an October surprise by the Republicans, which is, and I alluded to it previously, but Bill Barr, Attorney General Bill Barr had commissioned a, a, a report on, uh, he'd done this, commissioned an investigation on investigating the investigators of the Robert Mueller investigation. So when um, James Comey started the investigation as FBI director, and then that sort of blew up, and then ultimately Robert Mueller took on that, and then he investigated parts of it, but not all of it, and the, the, you know, and then he came out with his report which did say that Trump obstructed justice, by the way. I read it. If you didn't read it, you know, we'll talk about that more over time. But it, it, he laid it out what it was. And then, of course, Bill Barr got the report and said, oh, no, you know, no, there was no, there was, there was no obstruction. Well, that wasn't true. Anyway, he then decided to, at, I think at the president's behest, investigate the people that were doing the investigation. That has now come full circle and there will be no report. So the expectation, and Trump is fit to be tied, but the expectation is that this report that was gonna have all this information about all this devilment done by the Obama administration and you know, Obama tapped my wires and Obama investigated me and they investigated me and is the greatest you know, conspiracy, conspiracy was the greatest fraud perpetrated in the history of politics and, and Obama and it was treason and Obama should go to jail and Hillary should go to jail and Joe Biden should go to jail and everybody should go to jail and James Comey and 
and and and and James Peter Strzok and his lover Lisa, and you know, and all this. There is no uh, report. There will be no report issued. It's certainly not one before the election, because all of that is fake news. So. Here we are with whatever the Republicans thought were gonna, at least initially gonna be their big October surprises are falling apart. The other October surprise that just got released uh, is some documents that Rudy Giuliani and, and others cooked up about Hunter Biden's emails. And that is like, well, they're not actually emails or this is what Rudy Giuliani delivered and like we trust that. So anyway, so so all of that to say, we're still waiting to see what the October surprises are that will stick from the Republicans. We're waiting to see if Sheldon Whitehouse's presentation becomes a big enough October surprise for the Democrats to really move the needle. Meanwhile, over, I think, 50 million people have already voted and we're just a few days into early voting. Election day is still 20 days away. So it's going to be a bumpy ride for the next 20 days. I'm going to be here. I'm going to let you go for now, but I'm going to be here fighting the good fight, trying to do the research for you, bringing it to you in a way that's easy to digest. And I thank you for listening to me. I'm Greer McVeigh, host of the Capital G podcast. That's politics with a capital G. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Capital G. As always, you can find show and host information at capitalgpodcast.com and even more information and commentary on the Capital G blog, which you can also access through capitalgpodcast.com. If you liked what you heard, please share the show with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform.